Hi, listeners. During our time of isolation, we have also stayed away from the radio studio, so I will be repeating some shows for a few weeks from 2016 and 2017. I hope you enjoy them and continue to listen to KBXL 94.1. Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Last few days, I've kind of been focusing on living an example of a life and and living in prayer. And I closed yesterday by talking about Susanna Wesley, the uh, the mother of Charles and uh, excuse me of John and yes of John and Charles Wesley, who went on to be a great theologian and of course founded Methodism. And then Charles, who wrote over six thousand hymns, many hymns you've heard uh, written by Charles Wesley. Why? Because their mother was an example. She showed them things to help them in their life. Our Heavenly Father, show us things that will help us in our life. May we see you clearly this week, this day. Open our hearts and mind to your truth and let nothing interfere. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. You know what? We see from our parents. I was very, very fortunate, as you've heard on this radio station over and over again over the last nine years, how watching my folks and watching them emulate Jesus Christ and watching them pray and spending time in prayer and listening to their prayers and having them pray with me had such a valuable influence on my life. You know, I was going to be a school teacher. Most of my education is in in education. The other part of it's in management. And I had no the desire to be a pastor. I didn't want to do that because my mom and dad did it. I didn't want to follow in their footsteps. I wanted to be a little different. But you know what? God gets a hold of your heart. When you're taught to pray and God lays things in your heart, you respond. And I responded uh, in the ministry. I de- God led on my heart very, very profoundly that he wanted me in pastoral ministry. And my two oldest brothers, the same thing. And my other, my fourth brother, he profoundly told to be a school teacher. And he responded to that as a Christian school teacher uh, for 40 years until he retired. And now he helps in the church. And he's a, certainly been a man of God. But people, we sought God. And a lot of us, because our parents... What we watch them, we watch them do. There's a story about a little girl. She learned so much from prayer, kind of like Susanna Wesley, uh, from like her mom, you know, she often saw her parents praying. And so she would often pray. She would walk to church skipping and praying every Sunday. She didn't live just a couple blocks away. And so she would skip and she would walk and she would pray as she went along. And one day she got a late start. So she headed off in a dead run, but she was praying as she went, please, Lord, help me be on time. And please be on time. I want to be on time. And she ran closer and closer, got closer to the church. She tripped and she fell down. Well, she got back up again. She had a pretty little dress on. She brushed it off. She brushed her knees off and she got off. She took back off in her dead run. So she'd be on time. And she was praying, please, Lord, help me not to be late. And please don't push me down. (laughs) Please don't push me down. But you know what she learned? She learned about prayer and calling upon God in all she had done. You know, and recently we had Mother's Day, you know, a few weeks ago, and we think about our mothers. We think about things we do for them. There was a story of two small boys who gave their mother a small house plant for Mother's Day. They used their own money to buy it, and so it was, she was thrilled, so neat. She was so excited. But the older boy said to her, he said, there was a big bouquet we wanted to buy, but it was too expensive. It was really pretty, and it had a ribbon on it that said, rest in peace. Well, we thought it would have been perfect since you always are asking for a little peace so you can rest. 
I thought that was a cute story because you know what? We do things for our parents sometimes, and sometimes we don't even know exactly what we're doing, but we're doing that for them because we love them. We care for them. But I want to continue on prayer here. I'm going to finish uh, today of the these four messages that kind of went together. And this is, uh, prayer is not a time thing. No, prayer is not a time thing. I know sometimes people say, well, how much time did you spend in prayer today? Did you spend 60 minutes? We have a Thursday morning prayer time at the church, which I talk about often. And we have a handful of us show up, sometimes eight and nine. We call it the hour. I call it the hour of power. Kind of steal that from uh, from uh, Schuler's church, but the hour of power that, that we meet together for prayer. And we may pray for the whole hour. We may pray for 51 minutes or 54 minutes or whatever it might be. But it's not a time thing. You just call upon God. It's a constant thing. Prayer is a constant thing. Praying constantly, just so much a part of your life that every day it's just natural to get in your car and pray. It's natural to go to the grocery store as you walk around and say, God, open up an opportunity for me to love somebody, to show a little love to somebody. It's a mindset. It's a heart set. Is your heart so on Jesus that you pray throughout the day? Do you pray when you have a chance? And then there's times that you pray and get alone with Jesus, and you just call upon him and ask him to be with you. Man, sometimes I pray and I cry and things come to my heart and mind. I love that time just before God. You know, and yes, sometimes you'd wish you could see a, a handwriting in the clouds that would give you the answer to some of your, some of your prayer requests. But we pray trusting. I've got some things right now I'm praying about diligently and asking God to deliver and uh, trusting that he will. Periodically, you know, you read signs that say Jesus is the answer. Well, I'm sure there are non-Christians out there saying, well, what's the question? Well, folks, the question is, whatever you want it to be. Matter of fact, there is not a question that Jesus Christ cannot answer. But he tells us a couple things. One in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, he says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Keep prayer on your lips at all times, on your heart and on your mind. Pray without ceasing. And then in Philippians 4, 6, he tells us to pray about everything, about everything. Well, pastor, that's, that's kind of menial. I hate wasting God's time. You're not wasting God's time. He loves hearing from his children. He wants so much to be in touch with you. Call upon him. He hears your prayer. He answers your prayer. There is not a question that Jesus is not the answer to. He's the answer to any question you could possibly have about your career, about your marriage, about friendship, about world events, about money management. You name it. God can answer that question. God cares about your marriage. He wants you to be strong in him. He cares about your friendships. He wants you to have spiritual friendships, people that you can touch. But he also wants you to be out in the world and be able to touch lives that nobody is touching for him. He cares about the world events going around, but that's why we need to lift them up to him, and we need to pray for our nation and our leaders and our world and about our money management. You know what? I'm so thankful. Years ago, I was taught, you know, you need to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And, you know, I just believe in that all my heart. You're not bound by bondage of debt. I practice that in my own life, and I'm so thankful for that. I love the Dave Ramsey's course on a financial peace. I love it because it teaches people to stay out of debt and you can give more. You can give more to the things of God. I think why a lot of people are in debt is because they don't give to God. They don't honor God in giving. And you hear me talk about this from time to time. And it's easy because I'm a pastor. It's easy to talk about because you know what? 
God needs uh, the churches uh, can't move forward without people being giving people. We've got to, we got to give. Well, anyway, as a Christian mother, what questions are there to be answered, or a Christian father? Well, there was a little boy who forgot his lines in Sunday school. He had a play. They had a Sunday school play, and the mother sat in the very front row because she knew that her son had struggled a little bit, so she wanted to help him. So she sat in the front row of this small church, and as he forgot his line, she gestured and formed the words with her lips, but his mind was still blank. He still couldn't get it. She finally leaned forward and whispered his cue, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, she whispered to him. Finally, the child beamed with relief because he finally got it. He finally got it, so he blurted out, My mother is the light of the world. Well, of course, that created a lot of laughter and this and that. But, you know, we, we have so much opportunity to help each other, to help our kids in their lives and in their spiritual lives. You know, there's a challenge uh, even for us mothers and for our fathers, and that is, you know, bring the light of the world to your community. Are you sharing Jesus outside of your church? Are you sharing Jesus when you walk into Fred Myers? You have an opportunity to love others. And I certainly don't mean walking up to someone and passing them a flyer or walking up to them and saying, do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? But I'm saying loving people, showing the love of Jesus to people. Pretty soon they're going to wonder, what is different about you? Why is this? I've had this happen going through Dutch Bros one time. They always ask you, well, what are you doing today? What are you off doing today? Or how are you feeling today? How's your day going? And I always, my, my standard answer, it's going real nice. Real nice. That's something I've said for years. And they say, well, what makes it so nice? Well, then they've just opened the door for me to share. I said, man, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. God has opened up more doors by just little statements in your life. And I think sometimes people make the mistake of trying to force Jesus on people. I don't think Jesus did that with people. He just loved them. And he asked, he went to the sinner's house and ate with them when the disciples were mortified. What are you doing going to eat with a sinner? Man, it's the sick that need the doctor. It's those out there that don't know Jesus that need Jesus. I have come to save the lost. People of God, he wants you and I to help save the lost. But that's by like being out in our community and being the light of the world. He wants us to be the light of the world in the church. Are you edifying the church in your church that you go to? Are you edifying it? Are you doing something to make a difference in your church? Are you just going sitting and leaving, sitting and leaving, sitting and leaving every week and you said, well, I got a little out of it today, I got a little out of it today? Well, start giving. Start giving of service. Start giving of time. I was met with my staff this morning, and one of the things our children's directors are talking about is having volunteers that will say, man, we will give a little bit of time. We got some great volunteers, that, but they're the same ones that for many, many years have given the same time and trying to get others to do that. But yet, oh, well, we got other things. Do we got to go home? We, we, we may not be there. Folks, start giving. Start giving inside your church. Not being a disruption to your church. Instead, be somebody that helps the, the church grow by bringing in those that need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if they bring them in, folks, who's going to take care of them unless you step up to the plate? So I challenge you, if you're listening today and you go to a church, which most of you do, get involved in your church, step up to the plate, do something different this week. 
say, Pastor, what can I do? What small part can I play? You know, you don't have to have a major part. Just say, hey, maybe you want to volunteer in the nursery once every three months. Do something to step up. And finally, do your children see the example in your life? Do they see that you're walking with Jesus? they see that you're serving? What do they see? You know what? God wants to use you, and you have the platform to be used. Let him use you today. God loves you. Have a wonderful day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.